time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you here for another podcast. It's Monday, June 7th, 2021. We give the date for those that are listening on a downloaded basis. You can stay up to date on all that's going on. Man, we got some people dialing in today. The old-fashioned style using the phone. Well, I got to tell you, I'm so excited. I don't know about your area, but we're getting some serious amount of rain here in Texas. And I'm thinking of our friends in California, how badly they need it. We have the governor of Utah saying, can we all... I don't care what your faith is, start praying for rain. You know it's bad in certain parts where certain governors are praying that it start raining, and we're very soon here in Texas praying it stop raining. I haven't got any much flooding, but we'll receive all the rain we can get. We love it, uh, as long as it doesn't flood. But I don't know if you guys knew this, but a couple podcasts ago, was it two weeks ago, we had a thunderstorm roll in overhead, and I got knocked out. We lost internet, we lost computer, we lost power, we lost everything, right in the middle of the podcast, right in the middle of the hot topic segment, just as we were kicking it off. Again, I don't think you guys recognize that, but it's just one of those things. Doing these live, so much fun, but we're so glad to have you as our listener here, and we get to share another exciting podcast. Again, this podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals, and we're delighted to have you here as our listener. Again, our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. This hot topic is near and dear to my heart. We're going to be talking today with Emily Farley, Chief Lending Officer of Atlantic Bay Mortgage. We're going to be talking about the importance of work-life balance in today's remote work environment. i got to know you, but a lot of people are struggling. I wear the lines. I used to leave and go to work, and then I come home, and I'm with my family, and there's good boundaries on that. Now it's all blurred, and how are we doing it? Well, Atlantic Bay has recently been named the best large mortgage company to work for in the nation. So we're thrilled to have Emily Farley come on talking about how they're working through the work-life balance. We'll be doing that in the Hot Topics segment. I want to say a special thank you to our friends over at Industry Syndicate. We're proud to be affiliated with IndustrySyndicate.com. It's a great place for you to pick up and listen to other podcasts that are out there. There's a lot of great podcasts. Thrilled that we've inspired so many to come on and start doing this. I think it was Dave Savage and I were the first ones out there. Dave Savage of Mortgage Coach, my dear, dear friend. And it's great to be out there early with something that has really taken off. Hey, I want to let you know, if there's anyone out there with an underwriter that looking for employment or if you're having to lay one off, I've got a client, Michael DiClemente in Watson Mortgage in Florida and the Jacksonville area that is looking for underwriters. And if you know of anybody, please get a hold of me and or get a hold of Michael DiClemente, president of Watson Mortgage. Also want to give a shout out to Black Knight. They're putting on and hosting the Hedging 101, Benefits of Delivering Loans on a Mandatory Basis. It's a webinar that's going to be on this week, Thursday, June 10th, between 1230 and 1.30. We put a link to this so you can register in our show notes if you did not get the registration. A lot of people, especially loan officers, do not understand the concept of hedging, how that works. They do or some think they do. It doesn't matter. Have-
have everyone dial in and listen to this. The benefits of it, Hedging 101 caught my attention. I know hedging. I've done it. All the companies I've owned have done it. But you know, it's good to get a refresher course. So check out Hedging 101, the benefits of delivering on a mandatory basis webinar that Black Man's putting on. I want to say a special thank you to Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Michael Frattentoni was on in January giving us the economic forecast. Got to get him back on, figure out what's going on with the economics here. But also, when you're at the Mortgage Bankers Association of America website, mba.org, you should get signed up for the Mortgage Action Alliance. Very powerful way of having your voice heard on the Hill. And most of the time, we're in step with the NRA, National Association of Realtors. We need to make sure that we are in step with them. But where we're different, we need to make sure we have our voice heard as well. Also, the Lenders One, great co-op, along with the Mortgage Collaborative. These two co-ops do a great job of allowing you to get up close and personal with your peers, finding out what others are doing to solve the problems of their day. So check out both these cooperatives. Also, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, another association, does a great job helping independent mortgage lenders. Also, Indicom has some solutions for every stage of the mortgage life cycle, including automation, outsourcing, and compliance. I'm kind of fixated right now on the bots that they create. They got some great technology. Check it out. Also, Incelerate. Got Josh's friend teed up to be a guest coming up here in a few weeks. Josh has got a great company that helps with leading edge technology and mortgage expertise for pre-designed campaigns, marketing campaigns, sales campaigns that help the borrower engagement. So check out Incelerate.com and also KnowledgeCoop, which does a great job of helping deliver training through its learning management system, their LMS system. They do a great job. So check out KnowledgeCoop as well as Mobility, MMI, and Modex. So grateful for both of these companies, Ben Turlink at Mobility MMI, Mortgage Market Intelligence, as well as Dale Larson over at Modex. Both of these companies do a great job of helping you find the right loan officers, selecting them, targeting them, going after them. I keep talking to my clients. How are you sourcing your people? Are you impressed with the upper number or are you impressed with the bottom line number? Find out who's doing business in your market as being really successful. Use these two tools for great ability to market and find the right loan officers and also find the right realtors. So let you check these both out. They'll give you demonstrations by mentioning Lickin' on Lending. So be sure to do that. Really appreciate them. I also want to say a special thank you to Rob, Les, Alan, Alice, and Matt for their contributions each and every week. Welcome, everybody. We're now entering into the Hot Topic segment of the Lickin' on Lending podcast, and we're going to be talking with Emily Farley, Chief Lending Officer of Atlantic Bay Mortgage. We're going to be talking about a topic that is near and dear my heart, and something that Alice and I have talked about numerous times in our travels and talking about how to balance this work-life thing. I'm sensitive to it because I was not sensitive to it when I was first married and started 47 years and, and I burned out of marriage because I didn't have the right work-life balance. And now fortunately, Nancy and I have been married for uh, 36, coming on 37 years. So had a great mulligan there, but gosh, I, why do we have to go through that pain? Well, we're going to learn about that today. So please welcome Emily Farley to the microphone. Emily, good to have you here. Thank you, David. I'm so excited to be here. I've listened to you for years and feel like I know you and the rest of the team and I'm just honored to be on uh, today. Well, we're honored to have you here and congratulations to Atlantic Bay Mortgage, the number one best large mortgage company to work at in the United States. That's a pretty big honor. It is. It's Mort- one of those that we're really proud of. It. It's one of those that comes mm-hmm. because your team members, though, we don't have any sort of control. You know, a lot of these things you just kind of put out there and you never know. And people enter these contests, but our people spoke and we're really excited about it. 
We're thrilled to have you on, and I've known of Atlantic Bay. I've done a great job building a great company and great competitors to many of our clients out there, and we're just thrilled to have you here. And again, talking about one of the most important parts. So let's get into this. If you have a great company to work at, you guys have got some success, some game, as we'd say, in managing work-life balance. So why is work-life balance such an important topic for the mortgage industry and for companies that are focusing in on 2021 and how to be successful? Talk about that. What are you doing? Sure. And it's kind of funny because we talk about maybe we can't achieve balance, but if we can kind of achieve integration, if you can kind of integrate your your work life and your personal life. And like you said earlier, with COVID, it got very blurred, I think, for a lot of people, and especially in our industry, as busy as it was over last year. But even now with heading back to the office, you just have to be aware of this topic. And we talk about it a lot. You work with highly driven people and some kind of have it figured out. Some are still working on it. Mm -hmm. So as leadership, I feel like up to us to make sure we're always talking about it. We're helping our teams understand it's okay to have boundaries. It's okay to step away. Obviously, our loan officers never want to lose a deal or have a realtor think they're not responding. But if you don't have the boundaries, it's just going to take such a toll. You don't call yeah. your attorney or your accountant at like nine o'clock at night, expect them to like call you back or you're going to fire them the next day. Our industry has put so much pressure on everyone for that instant response. And Again, as leaders, we've just got to help our teammates figure out how to communicate, how can you have systems in place to make sure that you can try and have some of that integration. I almost like that better than balance (laughs) because when you look at COVID, our lives were truly integrated. It just blurred. And how can a work-life balance contribute to the success of a mortgage company? With you receiving the award that Atlantic Bay did, you guys seem to have some insights and figured this a little bit out. I'm saying it's one of the things, it's hard. Everyone knows out there right now, you're trying to hire good loan officers, you're going to hire great operations members. And if you do, you need to keep them. And you've got to make sure that we can be productive as a company. But if they're happy and they feel like they've got a company that understands that and that they do have a life outside of this and it's not just work, 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 that's what we try and preach. And again, that comes from the top. In the last year, I think technology's helped, especially on the origination side. We've worked with our loan officers to make sure they have tools to have their clients digitally schedule time with them so that you can block out your calendar and have time for different types of appointments, time for family time, time to work on stuff, and just really coaching around that time management, which I think sometimes in our industry, people just think is not possible, that you're just putting out fires every day and that you can't <laughs> have that. So we've got to work on that with our people. And it's kind of cliche, but we call it like a culture of support. So we want people to go on vacation so that they can turn themselves off and not be tied to their phone. So our managers really work to make sure that they say, okay, transfer your phone to me, tell your agents that I'll take care of you, and then you can go and have some time away. It's really one of our uh, loan officers is just on maternity leave, you know, and had a beautiful baby and had still one of their best months ever because the team jumped in and was taking calls and making sure that she's taken care of so she can spend that time with her newborn. Or we've got somebody going through cancer right now and the treatments Mm. are really invasive. A team has to rally around that. And it was funny, I was having dinner with a loan officer last week and they're getting ready to get married. And their fiance was like, he cannot take his phone and laptop on our honeymoon. And we're like, exactly, (laughs) you cannot do that. You know, but you've got like a team of management there to support it. That's what's is really important, again, to retain and that your employees feel that no matter what they do with the company. Yeah, I love that. Can't take your phone. Yeah, that's good basic marriage advice. As they get out. In the beginning? 
Yeah, get them off of the right foot. That's so true. Alice, you and I talk about this all the time. It's been one of our favorite topics that you and I talk about is work-life balance. And you have done a, a great job. And I know Union Home pushes this as well. But what questions do you have for our guest today? Yeah, I love what you were describing, Emily. It really is a lot about setting an example as well, right? So if they see senior leadership at their desk all the time, always doing emails, sending emails on weekends, a lot of it is there. But I know one of the things that I wanted to ask you about was by continuing to allow the remote work in 2021, how is that affecting work life, especially when I think of the parents who have kids at home? And so everybody had to adjust, and now we're looking at coming back to work. I'd love your thoughts on that, the remote work option. Sure. I think the neat part about our company is that our operations team had been remote for years. They kind of had it down. It really helps us as a company be able to get great talent across the country, not just in our footprint. So they really tried to do things like sending them food and playing games and really encouraging, integrating them into our culture when they're remote. But it is hard. And I think that's a lot of what we've talked about as a company over the last few months. Okay. Some people want to go back. Some people, like you said, with childcare issues really maybe can't or don't want to. They've really gotten their groove. And it's fine. And we've got some great programs, and I think respect that to make sure that they still have that balance, even if they decide not to come back. And we're fine with that. We have something called AB Life. And each week, there's like virtual workout classes and family activities and reading and learning for the kids and personal growth or mental health or physical health, just different things to try and engage the rest of the household to. Like in the spring, a cake pop event. We have a great team member that actually used to be on the food network and is an incredible baker. And so you could do a cake pops with your family. And mine were an absolute disaster that I I tried to find (laughs) these and nephew. But things like that, we just finished Step Up for Good, which was encouraging people during the day to get out, take a walk for a minute, walk the dog, and just take a breath. And encouraging the things, whether they're at the office or not, is important. You'll see people walking around our building during the day, like a little group of them. They just take a break go outside, go for walks. And that's so important, either remote or back in the office, of like respecting that. And like you said, from a management standpoint, we've got to live it. We mandated vacation and non-working weekends for our operations staff a number of times over the last year and said, nope, you cannot work. We're not going to allow it. You've got to step away. And then with our loan Mm. officers, we actually pay them to take a vacation every year. We give them $2,000 to $4,000 based on their production level and say, you've got to go somewhere and step away and transfer your phone to us and just recharge, if nothing else. And that's really important. And back to what you were saying, Alice, the nights and the weekends is one of the things that I'm really trying to work on with the email. Sometimes we need that time to catch up, but I'm really trying to delay my email to the next day during working hours. And even Outlook has a little function and it kind of reminds you of that. Just so... They don't even get that buzz on their phone and feel like they have to respond. Just because I'm choosing that time and it may work in my schedule better, I don't want to force that on anybody else. 
So I think that's important. It gives us insights why you guys were listed the number one best large mortgage company to work for in the nation. And we just got a text message from one of our <laughs> listeners. He says, Dave, thank you for having Emily on. I love these ideas. Oh, my gosh. I'm forwarding this to all of the execs of my company. Pay me to leave. I go on vacation and take away my yes. phone. My wife will love this. We do this live. We love getting the feedback from our listeners. But let's give us some more insights into the secret sauce for this accomplishment. And how does it fit into your success? Sure. I think we all know that success is totally your people. You can have great systems. You've got to have really good people. And that's Mm -hmm. like the heart of kind of our core values of the company. Our core values are very, very simple. They're key things. We genuinely care. And under that, we put people first. We prioritize relationships. We work as a team and we're confidently humble. And that's obviously internally and then how we deal with all of our industry professionals and everybody outside of our company. So that's very, very important to this, and especially with the balance and respecting that family time. And then just making sure we're inspiring their growth, which, of course, that's what every company needs to do. But having fun, our third core value is you must have fun. And we work in such a stressful business, and there's so much deadline, (laughs) and you've got to have fun. But you can't just say it. You have to live it. And, again, the management team – have to live it. They can't be the ones that are really in the background saying, where were you today for 15 minutes? You know, or what were you doing when somebody just had to step away? And we get a lot of feedback around that. And I think that's one of the reasons our teammates voted for this is that we listen to that feedback. And I always tell people, we can't maybe implement all of it. And it may not be now, and it may be five years from now, but give us that feedback, even if it's what's in the vending machine and they don't like that or they want some different snacks. But recently we had a loan officer that was questioning one of the forms we had in our loan package and we investigated it. We realized it was redundant. And so we were able to take that out and say, Hey, look, we heard you. Yeah, this was a pain point. Let's make sure that we can get that out. And we just spent like two and a half days in a leadership conference last week, you know, really planning and strategizing for the second half of the year. And it's interesting that a lot of it was not around the numbers and the goals, but it was really Ah, around the relationships and the support of our team member. How do we retain our amazing people? How do we become better leaders and coaches for those people? And then that really creates an environment that people want to be in. And it's a really big thing too for us is our operations and sales team work so closely together and it's a team not a confrontational, blaming sort of environment. And that's right. something that's taken us many years, but we're very, very proud of. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to have created that kind of culture to the point I can see when you talk about the things you're doing, you focus on people and the relationships. It helps so much. So kudos to hiring a team to get executives like Emily on board. It's cool. Well, it's awesome. And thank you. It's, it's one of those things that it does start. You have people across our company would be in a meeting and, and if time is up and he needs to be at one of the children's sporting events or school events, it'd be like, we're done. And actually one of our realtor partners recounts oh. the first time meeting and that was it. It was like, I'm sorry, this is a great meeting, but I have to go. And you've got to be able to have people that epitomize that across your company, especially if there's a lot of people out there that are maybe in growth mode with their companies, or again, you're building that next generation of leadership. It has to be those people that epitomize that. And that was one of the fears that we had when growing is, can you take what you've got from your main home office and duplicate that six states away and create that? And our team has done a really, really amazing job with that. 
Truly, truly. Alan Pollock, you've been listening to the discussion. Any questions you want to ask our guest today? Well, first, Emily, thanks for being here. Definitely insightful. Technology folks are no different than mortgage operational folks. They actually get burned out. And there's a, an old saying, tech guys used to say that they can't work more than X amount of hours sharing at the computer because the quality of their code won't be as good or something funny sure. like that. So I think that goes for all. But really, my big question for you is, email, right? Even when you finally leave mm-hmm. and you do go to your kid's sporting event, it's just nonstop, <laughs> right? It's just ping, 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 right? ping, ping, ping. So what's your secret to success? How do you guys manage that? Well, we do have some that are inbox zeros. I am not that person. <laughs> it's definitely not my personality type, but I agree. You just have to stop. And I think you've got to time block the time for it. And that's something that's been really key for me is I started actually changing a lot of my meetings to 30 and 45 minute meetings. And that was one of the suggestions of our owner, Brian, to me. And you can usually probably get something done quicker and more efficiently in that time period. So if you switch it to a 30 minute meeting or 45 minute meeting, giving yourself a break, one 15 minutes to just have a moment if you need it, but then maybe another 15 minutes to just check periodically throughout the day with the emails, then you've got a plan. And one of the things I also did, too, like you said, a lot of people have that nighttime catching up, and I'm totally guilty of it. But I'm delaying them to the next day. But I also, one of my business coaches suggested to me is don't make that the first thing that you do when you come in. Because Mm -hmm. if you're coming in, you're coming into everybody else's, and we call them monkeys, that they've just placed on you. You need to time block your first thing in the day, what you need to get taken care of. What is your one thing? What is the most important thing that you need in that time? But set your email time for a little bit later, that then you can get back to people. Usually it's not the end of the world. I tell people, at the end of the world, you better be calling and texting me because email is just not going to be that communication. It's going to be informational, and it's going to be something that will get to you. But call or text if it's an emergency. And in the mortgage business, sometimes we have those situations. But don't let email control you. Really control it and use it in that sense. Boy, that is a challenging one because email... Is in our pocket. It vibrates. It's now on my phone. Yeah, yeah I mean, on my watch. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I mean, it's Turn just it like off. we've got to find a way to balance this. Yeah. I was just talking to another client, and I'm challenging them on this very thing. Yeah. And they're going to listen to this podcast. I'm going to make sure that's their homework. They've got to listen to this podcast. <laughs> and how are they doing? And the, of the two partners that are there, they said, yeah, there's one younger, and he's got small kids, and the other one's kids are growing up. And he says, as I do, live with regrets. I was at all of my kids' events and trying my best to do it. But guess where my eyes were? They were in that device. And I says, great touchdown, son. That was really awesome. And he goes, Dad, you couldn't have seen it because I did it. Mm-hmm. I no more ran it. And I looked up at the stands and your face was in your cell phone. Right. You didn't see it. I can't shake those words. I'm still trying to rebuild. Right. And you don't have those moments back again. The kids are so perceptive, David. Yes, that's the thing. And I was the daughter of an entrepreneur and lived it from the child side. And that's why it's so important. Because your children are only young ones. Or even if you don't have children, if it's even your pet or your friends or whatever, yeah. life is too short and you work too hard. But you've got to find that balance and get out from behind the fear. Oh, my gosh. This is one of my favorite topics for that very reason. It's about (laughs) relationships. Yes, this is a relationship-driven business. So let's shift the focus as we wrap this up. And let's talk about what your advice would be to other companies and to other leaders to improve their own culture and their employee work-life balance. Yeah, I would just say really look at your culture and what makes you happy. 
by the leader. And you've got to start there. If it's not the culture of the company because it's all about driving process or growth to exponential, really look at that and see, is that the culture and are you in the right place or can you instrument some change? And I think that if you have good people and if you care about them, like we're talking about, and they can feel that and it's not yeah. just saying yeah. it, yeah. but you're living it, then it will all come. The growth will come because people will be attracted. They will care about it. Your loan officers will start talking about it. Your operations team members, your corporate team members will be talking about that, and they'll be telling their friends and these qualified people that want to come be a part of that culture. I even remember a few years ago when they approached me of taking over sales into the position I was in. I had just started dating my husband, and he lived six hours away from me. And I was looking at my career and wanting to take this advancement, but I was like, I need to be able to have flexibility and I'd like to have the ability to be traveling back and forth. And they were like, if you feel like you can do it, then do it. And if you can keep that balance, and that was one of the questions they even asked me at that time. You've got to make sure you're doing that at your employees and say, look, you may have these rock stars that you're trying to push, but how can you help them in their career that make sure that they're living their best life? And Mm. you can figure it out and it can work, but it definitely has to start with you as leaders. And again, if your loan officers out there listening, it's got to start with you. I know that it's scary to kind of set those boundaries, but if you have good expectations, if you have good systems, your realtor partners love you and they will respect that. Or I had one just tell me, hey, they want to shift to partners that understand that they've got two young children because they're working with people that also have young children. And they get that, whereas maybe some people are in a different stage of your life and don't respect that. Then you've got to mm. choose and find the people you're working with that share wow. those same values. And you can totally yeah. do that as an originator, too. Yeah, I'm getting barraged, literally, with some emails. Please give us Emily's email address. I work for a company <laughs> that not only does not practice this, it's the antithesis of this. I've got to get with a company oh, no. like this. I was told I could not yeah. go to my son's soccer game because we had an important meeting. And where are your priorities? And I'm going, oh, my gosh. Wow. The stories that are pouring in, you're hitting a nerve with a lot of people out there. This is going to be a deciding advantage for companies that are wanting to grow and prosper. Right. And it's going to make a difference. And yeah, I, that meeting can get rescheduled. Away. If you cared about yes. your teammates, and again, they're important members. Sometimes you know, that's the thing you've got to realize too. You may have to miss some things. Some things have to go yeah. on in the company and you're going to make that decision to step away because it's the best thing for you and your family. And if you've got good teammates yep. around you, we can have a buddy system and say, okay, you tell me what I missed and will you brief me on it because I just can't be there. And you've got to back each other up. And again, leaders out there or others would be glad to share anything that we do and, and give any sort of advice around what's worked and what hasn't, for sure. Kudos again for the job that you've done on building a great company culture. I watched how Bill Cosgrove handled it when Alice went through some major health issues. And I've always respected Bill, and it, it just warmed my heart. Alice, I'll let you add anything you want to add, then get over to you, Alan, as we wrap this up for the day. Yep, I'm here. So, yeah, Dave, they were amazing. And everything that, you know, we've talked about today, I know at Union Home, we strive for the same things for our partners, that we're here for them. You have a backup. I love what you said, Emily, about a buddy system. I wrote that Mm. one for that FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. Oh, my gosh. If I miss a meeting, (laughs) I'm either going to get delegated to or I'm going to (laughs) miss something that I wish I was there. For so I love the buddy yeah. system, but yes, uh, Bill yeah. and team were fabulous yeah. for me, and I'm That's really great. grateful for my health, and more than ever focused on quality of life and this balance. 
Yeah, oh, so well, good. you guys have a great company, and you do an amazing job there. And, yeah, now with technology, we're doing so much virtual. Just record it and watch it later. And that has yeah. happened sometimes just for the nature of scheduling. You may be in a conflict. So I think there's a lot of things that you can do. Well, Alan, having three daughters and all the cheerleading events you go through, I'm sure you've got some notes going. But I'll let you wrap it up as well. Any last comments? Yeah, I just actually wanted to just accentuate a point, Emily, that you just made. Number one, 100% being able to leave the office. And this last year, I think, has shown that everyone can leave the office. Nobody has to be tied down. And then we're not doctors, right, performing surgery. But even they get to go out. They schedule their surgeries. But anyway, at the end of the day, we all seem to conform to these one-hour Zoom meetings. But I have actually, funny you said 30 or 45 minutes. I always schedule mine if I can for 50 minutes because they usually go a couple minutes over and then I get a couple minutes before the next call because I'm late to every call because you're ending one and jumping to the other. So anyways, I think if we all started doing that, it would make a very big difference as far as just our mindset moving into each meeting as well. We're ready. You You get a minute to just think about what you need to talk about. Right. And I think that's probably my biggest takeaway from everything you said today. Well, thank you. I think managing a calendar, that's a whole other topic. But I think if you can really mm-hmm. give yourself that grace, and I even color code all of mine, and again, you've got to leave those gaps to make sure that you can be prepared. You've got to respect everyone else's time, too. And I was doing the same thing. And if I'm late to a meeting, I just showed them that their time was not as valuable or that's just not the message you want to give. And that can be irritating starting off the right foot. So, yes, thank you. Well, this has been good. You should see the comments coming in. One of the best podcasts you've done. I need to have this played for my executive team that came one of the business owners. We've got to stress this. I am embarrassed that I have not modeled this, but kudos to you guys. And again, Congratulations on being named the number one best large mortgage company to work for in the nation. That's a real honor, and we're blessed to have you here. I'm so glad. Well, thank you so much. It was wonderful, and I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Well, I'm a little blessed because I get to start coaching Emily. She's becoming a new client, and I get to coach her now. I get to talk to her every week. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, well, it's an honor. Coaching winners is just such a joy. Folks, we have had Emily Farley with us, the chief lending officer for Atlantic Bay Mortgage, the number one best large mortgage company to work for in the United States. Go check out the links in the show notes. You'll see that that is true. I think it's just outstanding. So thank you, Emily, for being here. Excited to continue our conversation. It's got to have you back. So we got a sequel being requested already. Emily? Thank you. Yeah, you bet. But the comments continue to pour in on this podcast. Man, Emily, you really hit a nerve in a positive way. So many people are crying out for that. So get a hold of this podcast. Share it, folks. You can share this. I believe this will be one of the biggest downloaded podcasts as it's getting shared around a lot, especially when it's like 10x of any other comments we've gotten on podcasts recently. Next week, folks, we've got Camelia Martin, Head of Industry and Regulatory Affairs and Amy Moses, Senior Field Marketing Manager of SnapDocs. SnapDocs has got something going on. I can't wait. I got invited in to get to know them and their company. Very excited to have both Camelia and Amy. And you will not be bored with that interview at all. Camelia's got just an abundance of energy. I never forget when I first met her at one of the conferences. We just hadn't harassed each other. We were laughing so hard. It's just like... Oh my gosh, it's it's just going to be a great interview. You're going to enjoy it. Both she and Amy are going to be wonderful. I want to say a special thank you as we wrap this up to our sponsors, Finastra, CMLA, Intercom, Incelerate, Mobility, MMI, Modex, MBA, The Knowledge Coop, Lenders One, and Mortgage Collaborative. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week. Look forward to having you back here next week. Have a blessed one. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. 
Join us next week, and thanks for listening.